1: And good night. Welcome, one and all, to Monday, Football Monday here on the SB Nation NFL Show. A reminder before we keep going that this show is brought to you by our friends at DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. As mentioned, this is the SB Nation NFL Show. You can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts, Apple devices, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, whatever the case. Search for the SB Nation NFL Show. Subscribe, leave a rating, ride review. Those things make our hearts sore. You can also watch us on the Espionation NFL YouTube channel, or you can listen. Just open a window in your house, and I'm sure that you will hear our delicate voices somehow, some way. I say our voices, Rachelle Prevet, the fantastic Rachelle Prevet on the ones and twos. As always, my name is R. Joe Choa. My co pilot for this flight this particular morning, this Monday, May 22nd, is Jeremy Reisman from Espionation's Pride of Detroit. Jeremy, are you a window? or aisle seat person when you take a flight
2: very very much a window person um i don't get up to go to the bathroom and so i don't want to get up to go to the bathroom for anyone else and i like to lean against the uh the, the side of the plane there so big big it's pretty window
1: bold to say you don't get up to go to the bathroom like i don't want this isn't like a health podcast or anything but like what if we're flying like across the country you know what i mean like
2: <laughs> well like i can change my opinion in, in that situation but i listen i'm an adult i i know I know how to prepare for long flights in ways that probably don't have to go to the bathroom. I mean, look again, that's just a really kind of
1: bold thing to say. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's nothing like that anxiety, by the way, when you're like, I'm going to have to ask them, you know, like that, that is a horrible, horrible feeling. Um, actually, um, I'm getting set to take a a flight with my one and a half year old son by myself. And I was trying Mm. to explain to my wife, like, this is good. Like maybe we should consider booking the flight with points, not to, you know, the kimono all the way back uh, and i was like maybe we should get like a second seat next to me to give me like the the buffer room and she's like you'll be fine and i was like what if somebody has to get up like you know this is a big process like to have to kind of deal with this all by myself um <laughs> so there was no pity uh for me there i doubt there's any pity for me here do you have any pity?
2: um you know i don't have a child so i can't say that that i I, 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 I empathize you. I don't necessarily Mm,
1: empathy. uh, kind of a, a low stock thing. We should put empathy back into the fold. (laughs) Um, there is a lot of empathy with our first subject. I think in fact, there's really empathy and sympathy, uh, with with how we feel about the NFL. Let's go ahead and dive into it. We're going to do this. And then we're going to talk about new faces, whether we think they're going to succeed or fail. Um, it was your idea to include failure, Jeremy. So maybe you're a little bit negative this morning. Uh, but, um, (laughs) The owners' meetings are happening this week in Minneapolis. Why why is Minneapolis the home for this? Do you know?
2: Uh, because it's probably the one time of year that Minneapolis is inhabitable. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's true,
1: but I mean, like, you know, we normally, you know, like Indianapolis is a is a kind of a Mecca, you know, for the NFL to yeah. you know, Midwest part of, of the country makes sense, et cetera, et cetera. Phoenix makes sense, right? Like, you know, the weather's right. Like, what does Minneapolis have? right now that like they have to be there specifically
2: it's a good question i don't i don't really have a good juicy lucy's i don't know they're uh, not good
1: um i uh you know what the worst part about a juicy lucy is and for anyone who doesn't know it's a an inverted hamburger they put the cheese inside of the the bun or the meat excuse me you have to it, yeah, wait yeah. for it to cool um like, like that's an underrated thing because like if you take a bite the cheese is like scalding hot and it'll burn your
2: tongue right it's it's a covert hot pocket right. essentially what it is yeah
1: don't know why minneapolis <laughs> minneapolis is the place uh <laughs> where they are at uh, maybe they are having juicy lucy's for lunch um there are a few things that they're set to discuss but jeremy the the most notable one we've uh kind of gotten all that we can out of the schedule being released from a content creation standpoint uh but here we are this is the the burnt end that uh, that were just kind of nibbling on. Um, now the NFL was firm in telling us when they released the schedule and now a week and a half ago all the weeks that are obviously eligible for Sunday night football flex scheduling that's not a new thing. This year Monday night football games I believe starting week 15 are eligible to be flexed uh, around and things like that. So we'll see how that ultimately you know shapes out. And there's a, a huge argument towards flexing or against flexing Monday night games because. If your team gets flexed, like, you know, imagine the Lions are playing the Packers the week after they get flexed in Monday Night Football. That stinks, right? Now, all of a sudden, you have a short week to kind of work with. Well, Jeremy, Thursday Night Football. I don't know if you know this. What was the last thing you ordered on Amazon? Let's get real personal.
2: Um, Let's see. Well, that's a good question. Uh some uh, you know what? i'll 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 take a a different route to that question even though this isn't what you asked me uh someone ordered this for me kill switch on amazon it's kill switch a steven seagal movie that no one has heard of and that does not even have enough ratings on rotten tomatoes to warrant the fact rating.
1: that you had that like within arm's reach it's really impressive because <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just keep looking at him like, am I actually going to watch this? one um, or not? That,
1: just for the podcast audience, Jamie held up a DVD. I can't tell you the last movie I watched, like the last physical movie I watched <laughs> on uh, a DVD. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So interesting. Yeah. But either way, um, Amazon's obviously the sponsor for Thursday Night Football, the home of Thursday Night Football. This is their second year with the package. And unlike Monday Night Football, which took over ESPN did in 2006, it took them what, uh, you know, 17 years to finally get flex scheduling. Amazon's paying, I don't even know ungodly amount of money. Uh, So they're allowed to induce flex scheduling in their second season with the package. Um, So that is what is one of the things that the NFL owners will be voting on as the owner's meetings happen. Jeremy Um, tweet from a friend of blog and the boys, Jory Epstein uh, over at Yahoo sports. Um, uh, Her tweet exactly reads among the issues at vote today, flexing Thursday night football, the vote failed in March, which we knew, but now a tweak. Instead of 15 days minimum notice for a flex, resolution now requires 28 days heads up. So you can, if this vote passes, be flexed into Thursday Night Football with a month's notice. Now, Jory added a few particulars. I don't know if you saw this after I sent you the tweet. Um, Like with Sunday Night Football flexes, there are restrictions. A max of two Thursday Night Football flexes per season. So this can actually happen to you twice uh, in a given season. Uh, the only options are in weeks 13 through 17. So this can happen to you twice within a five-week period, which is kind of crazy <laughs> um, to sort of consider. Um, let's see here. Uh, John Mara of the New York Giants and Art Rooney of the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have the obviously familial connection, Rooney, Mara, blah, blah, blah. Um, they, um, they were not fans of this. Um, I have a thought on that, but we'll get there. Um,
2: 24 of 32 votes are necessary. Your thoughts, Jeremy Rice? It's ridiculous. We, I mean, we don't, we don't need this, this much flexing. We don't like, listen, there are going to be bad games on primetime. They're, it's not the end of the world. Um People still will watch football. These horrible games that we all complain about on Twitter. They're just people complaining on Twitter. People are still watching them. It, it, to me, it's just, it's, it's a bunch of noise and it's, it's all about trying to make the NFL an absolute perfect product, which is just never going to happen. Especially if you have to do it a month out, like if you have to do it a month out. What happens if the quarterback gets injured the week before they're ready for primetime Thursday night football? Then you're stuck with a stinker anyways. Like there's just this, this idea of creating a perfect primetime schedule is, it's never going to, frankly, never going to happen. And, and does more harm to the game than good, because especially with Thursday night football, like even when you put good teams on Thursday night football, you sometimes get a really bad product because they are coming off such a short week. So this is just more inconvenience to fans more inconvenience to players for diminishing returns on tv so i think it's just stupid ridiculous dumb please don't pass this. i, I think it,
1: i agree with you this is gonna pass right like we, if we if we both had to bet i don't know that our friends at DraftKings <laughs> sportsbook have odds on this or not but if they do i'm i'm certainly betting on this to happen um the other like I mean, we could explore several tentacles uh, of the tentacles that you sort of mentioned, but like they all like sort of point in the same direction. Like you can't, you like, you could be the most ardent football fan or supporter or analyst or whatever. You cannot tell me what the best game is a right. month from now. You just can't. Like it's, it's impossible. Like, you know what I mean? Like every, like obviously you have your like, oh, well, the Chiefs and Bills play in a month and like you have your kind of chalk things, but you know, there are certain games that are going to be protected, right? So like the creme de la creme is going to be unavailable for Amazon to pick from. So like you're going to tell me like, um, no offense when I ask this question, but have the Lions ever been flexed out of primetime? So you're off the
2: top of your I, head? Oh man, actually off the top of my head, I don't recall time, but it certainly wouldn't have surprised me if it's, if it's happened in the past. So the Cowboys, I can tell you, have been flexed out mm. one
1: time. Um, since Sunday Night Football uh, moved to NBC in 2006, and it was three years ago. And it was that 2020 season when Dak was hurt, and obviously things were really bad. um, And they were hosting the 49ers on Sunday Night Football. Imagine that, by the way. Like, NBC being like, Cowboys Niners, we're good. (laughs) Uh, But the Niners were beat up that year a lot as well. Uh, So NBC bailed on Cowboys Niners at AT AT&T Stadium. What would you guess? Just if you had to guess the, the two teams that replaced them on Sunday Night Football.
2: I don't know, like Steelers, Bengals
1: you are wrong um but you did guess the afc north it was the giants in cleveland (laughs) that replaced them like like you know like like you could have never predicted that you know what i mean like a a month before that and that's my point like you will you will never ever ever be able to say like this looks whatever because amazon has already been given theoretically like some of the better games in that respective week right for their their thursday night football schedule so like i'm with you this is just tweaking and you're right like so you, I don't think you can do our jobs if you aren't obsessed with football. What, what was the last Thursday night football game you didn't watch any piece of? Did that happen at all so.
2: <laughs> I think I watched everything single one.
1: <laughs> right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, no matter what, we're tuned in to some degree. Like, even if you're running an errand, you're catching the first half, the second half, you're monitoring it, whatever. Like, there is never a Thursday night football game to focus on this window specifically where you are just completely and totally checked out. Never. It never, ever, ever happens. So again, like, like, do you think like NFL, do you think more people are going to watch <laughs> like, like, you? You already have everyone like, like you have the whole world. Like this is not going to add to the, the pie that they already take everything from.
2: And to me, like it's also taking this is all taking away from the schedule drop as an event, which is already a flawed event for for several reasons. Part of it, just the fact that it's all leaking before you, you announce it at 8, 8 p.m. Anyways, but if you're just going to make the schedule this malleable why is anyone going to care about the schedule drop? Like the whole idea is the people that maybe go on these road trips are starting to plan their, their trips. Um, Teams are starting, you know, fans are starting to build their you know, record and and scream about primetime games. If everything's so changeable, you're going to ruin these people that are buying plane tickets already, buying single game tickets already. You're going to piss off people later in the season when it's like, Oh, you gave us four primetime games and actually turned out to be one. Like it's just, it's making, A mockery out of its own system and like like we've been saying there's just there's diminishing returns here where you're you're trying to perfect a schedule that you're just never going to perfect and that is just doing just fine like thursday night ratings are fine right there's not i don't think amazon has any buyer's remorse at this point um other than the fact that i don't know maybe they're a little nervous that that live events are going to mess up thanks to the nba playoffs uh getting screwed up on youtube tv so I don't know.
1: I just, well, that would be a, that would be a separate issue from Amazon though, right? Right. Like that's just the technical side of things. And to, to that point, it was um, game three of the Eastern conference. No game two. two, I'm sorry. Uh, Game two. It might've been game one actually. At this point um because game right. three was sunday night um so whatever one of the games of the eastern conference finals between the heat and the celtics youtube tv subscribers lost right. it right, like in the fourth <laughs> quarter right yeah. not that this has been a close series but, but like like completely and totally just lost service i think there was um correct me if i'm wrong an ad for the little mermaid movie, <laughs> Sorry. Um, that's yep. coming out that, that was like stuck on loop yep. or something um and so like all these people were like oh well the sunday tickets heading to youtube <laughs> you know tv this year like what's gonna happen and like Look, I, uh, this isn't an ad. I'm a Fubo customer and I, I will preach their name all day long. I love Fubo, but, um, yeah, that's the thing you got to worry about. But I mean, that's the world. Like, you know, if you're like worried about streaming, the NFL just put, they announced this last week, a playoff game on Peacock. So for anyone who's unaware, I know this is all confusing, but Sunday night football is on NBC. It is also accessible on Peacock, just the same exact, you know, stream feed, whatever this wild card game, is exclusively going to be on peacock so jeremy we have a thursday night football game almost every week of the regular season and a playoff mm-hmm. game those are exclusively streamed games not also accessible on streaming platforms exclusively right. like this is the world the youtube TV thing to me was not a big deal it's just sure. the world
2: yeah the the only the there is a minor exception like local markets are going to have them on tv for for these exclusive games sure, 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 but yeah i mean it's 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 a venture into a, a kind of uncharted territory here and as as we saw with YouTube TV, like there there are some real uh hurdles to be jumped here and, and real pitfalls that, that could come here. Not not to say like cable doesn't ever go out in local markets or you know, sometimes you hear stories of like certain outlets accidentally cutting to, you know, the, the seven o'clock news in, in the fourth quarter of a game, things like that, but Um, it's just, it, I don't know. I'd be a little bit nervous. Uh, if, if I were both peacock and NFL fans, I think it's a, it's a dangerous, uh, line to, to walk here. And, uh, I I think it's also kind of leaving out a generation of fans, right? Like they're, they're going to be 60 plus year old guys and and women that are just like, I don't know what peacock is. I don't know how to get it on my TV. I don't know how to get it on my phone. What am I doing here? I just want to watch this football game. Like I would have any other year. And, I mean, I guess the NFL is just saying to those fans, get with the times. And that maybe that's the cruel I mean, reality that we live in these days. But man, I don't know. It seems like kind of a harsh thing to do for, again, not money, I guess. <laughs> I mean,
1: I don't know what podcast it would be like. We're not here to discuss like the modern advances in technology, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but like that, that is like a thing. Uh, like, would you rather lose your wallet or your phone? Oh, well, you'd well, rather lose your wallet. Yeah right like it's far easier to replace like the things that that like a lot like doesn't accomplishes in your life like that's just like the world but back to this flex scheduling thing um so i was about to say or i did say actually that amazon already got like some solid games so this proposal would only apply for weeks 13 through 17 um obviously because there's no thursday night football game in week 18 now that i look at it they're their games, that those weeks, are kind of stinkers. Uh, I don't know if you looked at this. So th- they start off strong, Amazon does, uh, starting week 13. That is actually the Thursday after Thanksgiving. So it's Thursday night football, uh, November 30th. The Cowboys host the Seahawks. Two playoff teams from a year ago. You got the Cowboys involved seven days after Thanksgiving. You know, that's kind of a big time of year, whatever. Uh, but after that, you've got the Patriots in Pittsburgh. Kind of kinda of eh right now. <laughs> like certainly sounds eh. Then you have the Chargers in Vegas. And I don't care how much mainstream NFL media is trying to push the Chargers down my throat. I'm not buying it. Then you've got the Saints in LA playing the Rams. Oh boy. Like that is <laughs> <game>. <laughs> And uh, and then you've got the Jets in Cleveland, uh, which was an amazing Thursday night football game. Once upon a time, um, the Baker Mayfield introduction, the Bud Light, uh, whatever that was, like the chains coming off and free beers for everybody. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so again, Cowboys Seahawks is is not moving. I feel pretty confident in saying, but these other games do kind of stink. Like so, it makes sense that Amazon's like, yo, we do not want to be stuck with the Saints playing the Rams on Thursday night football on late. It's
2: September. it's kind of a catch twenty two though, right? Because obviously you're getting down to the end of the season here where you want like the most impactful, most, you know, playoff, uh, contingent games on your schedule. But at the same time, do you really want to disrupt those bubble playoff teams like that? Like that, if I'm a bubble team that really needs a win in week 16, I'm going to hate, absolutely hate getting forced to, to play on a short week like that. You're ruining the product at that point, right? Like, I think maybe a punishment should for, for being such a crappy team, like a, I mean, not the Jets are going to be a crappy team necessarily, but like that Jets Broncos or Jets Browns matchup. Like, okay, fine. That, that might not disrupt the league in a way that I want it to disrupt. And, and I don't know, I, maybe it's my obsession with like fairness in the league. Maybe it's just, I want a good product with good teams. So forcing these teams that are, that are fighting for the playoff lives to play in a short week, just because you think it's going to bump the ratings up 0.3 points. Seems like a thing that's overall bad for football.
1: I also think, I mean, some of this is like, you've got to play the games, whatever, but it couldn't, it can be really unfair to more than just the teams involved. Um, So like, let's look, let's use the lions as an example, right? Just for the purposes of the fact that you're here and the fact that you're awesome. Um, Not the fact that the lions are really kind of like, this is overkill, I understand yeah, whatever. (laughs) Anyway. um, So the lions beginning of week 13 are in new Orleans, but let's, let's, let's look at week 14. The lions are in Chicago. Say, say the lions deliver on the hype, say the bears kind of show up, whatever. The NFL says, we do not want this Patriots-Steelers game on Thursday Night Football. We're going to flex, obviously, uh, the Lions in Chicago to Thursday Night Football, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, great. Well, now the Broncos just got screwed, right? The Broncos are the Lions' next opponent. So now you're giving the Lions a week and a half of an advantage as opposed to a week. And similarly with the Bears, who did the Bears play after that? the Browns. So like say the Browns or the Broncos are in their own playoff chase. I recognize these are opposing conferences, right. but like now the team that they're going to play suddenly has the mini buy, like a mini buy to kind of work with. And even then, if you look beyond that, um, like let's use the Patriots as an example, if they got bumped out of this Thursday night football window, well now they don't have that mini buy. the week after the Steelers, they play the chiefs. So now the chiefs don't have to play the Patriots coming off the mini buy. they get the Patriots coming off of a normal week. So you're, you really are attacking fairness. Like, the fairness thing isn't equally applied which is stupid and maddening like you you know there are teams who get you know for you know big and small rest advantages and disadvantages but this should not be like this like for to your point for the sake of like microscopic ratings advantages when you are already killing every single sport and every other program on television
2: and i I think that's kind of our overall takeaway it was our overall takeaway just when we were talking about the schedule beforehand like making it so that more than you know you can have more than one Thursday night football game or one short rest week uh is not an effort to make the the game fair in any way it's a, it's a it's an effort to make it more popular and to earn more money and I'm not saying that the NFL needs to be a charity, but like again you're you are worsening your own product and at some point you have to think that's going to catch up with people at some people's people are gonna be like, I'm sick of watching so and so team on on." Prime time, I'm I'm sick of watching, you know, Patrick Mahomes have to play on a short week and I'm not seeing the best Patrick Mahomes that I've seen over the past three, four years. Um, that I, I feel like at some point that's gonna catch him. I know we we just said that we are all all in on Thursday night games no matter what. And maybe that maybe that is true. Maybe this is a, a a grave of our own digging here, but at the same time, it's just like you're 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 gonna get yourself into trouble if you're just continually trying to chase this dragon of the best possible. Uh, schedule and and primetime game schedule uh, possible because you're you're diluting the product. You're, you're especially with Thursday night football. I'm just I'm so sick of Thursday night football at this point. I almost wish it would just go away in in entirety.
1: I also think. I mean, I have a lot of thoughts here. This why this is such a I wouldn't say fun, but interesting subject to discuss because um, it's fun when. There are people like us that are just like obsessive about these things, right? Like so I think it's important to to set that like this is basically the month of December. I know the first Thursday night for a in question is November thirtieth, yeah. but this is basically the month of December because it 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 only runs through week seventeen. So that is important for a number of reasons um, because like you have to like do your Christmas shopping and you have to live your life, right? <laughs> like you know that, that so that's an important thing to to recognize that, yes, these are five Thursdays, but like, you know. I, I don't know. My my takeaway from this, uh, and we talked about this um, whenever it was last week, when we talked about like movies and stuff and like how often do you go to the movie theater or whatever. Yeah. Like my, if I have to have like a hard take and I don't even really like believe this, but I'm I'm like starting to at least like open this this book. You know what I mean? That is this take. I think the NFL is starting to care less about like the gate, like the tickets, right? Like there, there sure. will always be people oh, yeah. like, locally who go to NFL games, but like what matters now is television and people watching it. Like one of the most... I love, and I know you do too, when the football world gets to enjoy a football game on Twitter together. And that can be either an amazing game or a terrible game. Like one of my favorite memories last year was that Broncos Colts Thursday night Mm -hmm. football game because it was so much fun on the (laughs) internet. And so, I mean, like, was I at that game? Were you at that game? No, but it was amazing. You know what I mean? Because we were watching it and experiencing in real time, like with everyone on the internet. And I think that's what the NFL cares about at this point in time. How are people like, we need people to watch it. We need people to talk about it. We need people to talk about it the next day. We need all the podcasts to talk about it, all the articles to be written about it. Like that's like they, they have perfected that. And you're right. We have dug this grave as like content creators and fans or whatever. But, um, that's, that's my takeaway is like, they know they will sell tickets locally always, but they're attacking the TV audience because that's, I mean, like how many people go to an NFL game on average, like 70, 80,000 versus like, how many people watch it? You right. know what I mean? Like it, that is a, a drop in the bucket, the like in crowd. Yeah. Attendance.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, in terms of money that they make off the league, ticket sales and concessions is just a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of the pie, right? All this stuff that's moving the salary cap, all the stuff that's giving, you know, paying the the, the player's salary TV deals. It's, it's, it's all that. So yeah, it, from a business standpoint, of course, it makes sense to kind of tally to, to to shift your, I guess, identity in that direction. But you brought up December and I, I want to go back to that really quick, because when when you're changing people's schedules in December, that's what I was going to you're also going to change flights in bad weather. And yeah. that's going to be an absolute disaster for a lot of people and for, you know, for for writers, for, for broadcasting people, for fans that are trying to make those road trips in, in cold weather stadiums like that. That has a chance to be a real, real nightmare. And so I'm actually a little bit surprised because usually, I mean, early, early flexing was like just the middle of the schedule, right? Like we don't want to mess with the end. We don't want to mess with the beginning. We're just going to allow you to flex right in the middle. Now it's kind of just, it's shifting towards the back end of that schedule. And I'm not sure that's going to work so well logistically.
1: I've never asked you this. Have you ever been to a, a road lines game? Oh yeah. At any point in your Yeah, life, I lived never? in LA
2: for for nine so, years. Like- so I, I went to Seattle. I went to oakland i went to la uh i went to arizona a couple times i i love i actually love going to road games it's it's a fun unique
1: experience so prior to covid my dad and i would go to a road cowboys game every year we went to chicago we went to green bay we went to oakland as well uh we went to pittsburgh went to indianapolis went to atlanta and new england and you're right like it's not just flights it's rental (laughs) cars it's Mm -hmm. hotels it's dinner reservations it's and not even that like something I ironically, something we have liked to do is go to Thursday night games because then you kind of have the weekend in the city that you're visiting. Right. And so like, I don't know, you have, I I mean, again, like when we went and saw the Cowboys play New England, we went and saw a Bruins game. Right. So like that, like, again, like those tickets get compromised. Like you're going to go see, uh, we were talking about musicals. Like you, like, again, like your whole like sequence of events that you're planning on doing whatever gets completely thwarted and crushed. And now you, the fan have to pay, probably a lot more money to move things around like you said not just in a month on a month's notice which is not cheap but within (laughs) holiday season you know what i mean like (laughs) that's impossible like it it truly is impossible and i i i feel for like for you and i if the nfl schedule is a really good game on thursday night football like if we're gonna watch it from our tv or couches at home like cool like you and i our lives aren't negatively impacted one way or another but that stinks just because that's the vast majority of people. Like there are a lot of people who are going to be really impacted by this. And so as much as it hurts me to say, I really commend John Mara and in the Rooney family for, you know, sticking up for them because like, that's like, and I don't know. I don't know that I think if the NFL loses those people that like, it's doomed forever because the NFL seems like it's, it's just invincible. Yeah. You know what I mean? But this
2: just, it stinks. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I don't think this passes. But I think it's only, an, I, I, th- I think it's an inevitable that it will eventually. Like, I think this is like their first, Amazon took the shot this year. They're like, hey, let's, let's flex this year. And people, I think they'll just be like, wait a year. Like you said, it took Monday Night Football like two decades to get to where they are now. I, I think maybe they're going to say, hey, wait your turn.
1: I disagree with you, dude. They're spending over a billion dollars. And the fact that the fact that they were able to, it takes them like a year to do the deflate gate report, whatever. (laughs) But like, it took them two months to be like, okay, we'll just amend the proposal. You know what I mean? Like, like, it's what do we have to do? And they were close. I think they had 22 of the necessary 24 votes when they voted. (laughs) Um, And so I mean, th- th- they know that like when if and when it comes to pass this week, that like 48 hours on the internet will not be kind to them, but that right. it will pass and then everyone will ultimately watch that's anyway. Fair. And that just is an unfortunate yeah, reality. That's fair. Wow. Um, do we have any other takeaways from this? We got no, a lot out of this. I am interested
2: though in, in like the, another rule change that I think they're going to, they tabled in, uh, in the first meeting was the third quarterback rule Um where
1: the San Francisco. Yeah. yeah, Agile, yeah. Right. Which
2: I think the lines were actually the, the team to propose that one's going to be coming back up. And I think a lot of it was just like logistics. Who can be that third emergency quarterback? Does he have to be on your 53? Can he be on your practice squad? Um, but that's, that's one that I think would be overall better for the game and, and very easy to implement. I would think no brainer.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was like, what was the addendum that they established a few years ago? Uh, I think it was with the new CBA two years ago or three years ago at this point. Um, it was like of your, of your 46 man active game day roster you can actually have up to right. 48 as long as one is an offensive lineman and i forget the other yeah but
2: like those are those are common right. sense things like i think we're all yeah. A fan yeah so something some, just just something to look out for i think that's that's one that could actually have a pretty decent impact on on the season should uh should someone run into a 49ers like situation again
1: wow hendon hooker is going to come in and <laughs> save the lions after they've been flexed into Louisiana. that's okay like that's what's going to What's going to happen, by the way, is the like they're going to make a big old deal about this. They're going they're going to flex the game a month in advance, and then it's going to be done, right? You know what I mean? And like, and the and the game they flexed out of is going to (laughs) like rock, like it's um that would be hilarious.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is.
1: Um, okay. Uh, what is the other thing that we're going to do? This was your idea, Jeremy. So set the table and let's do it.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, now that essentially the off season is pretty much over for, for teams in terms of roster manipulation, things like that. Um, this is the true like off season.
1: Like these, this is, these are the doldrums,
2: right? Exactly. And so now I think it's a good time to like reflect on where some of these big new faces are in new places and, and kind of discuss whether they're in a a place to maybe improve upon their, their career or maybe they landed in a an awkward landing spot where either you know maybe they don't fit with the scheme maybe they don't have the the surrounding help that they had in their previous destination so we're going to go with players who found a best new home players who may have landed in the worst possible home for them
1: Ooh, i kind of like this we each do one positive one negative sure i like that yeah let's do do that go first should i go first like what do you want to do
2: um you know i'm gonna let you go first i want to see i want to see your interpretation of my question
1: um I'm gonna start negative okay um well I mean because we were just kind of like in a dark place you know and I mean it's sure. like it's hard to like leave there you know just like <laughs> flip the switch yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm also gonna cheat a little bit um and I'm also gonna be incredibly biased and Homer this is this um, is a so. lot of a lot of setting up for <laughs> right all right here um we go. I'm gonna go with Kellen Moore okay. new oh, offensive okay. coordinator of the Los Angeles Chargers sure. uh former favorite son of Scott Linehan which you know well uh, yeah. and I know well um Here's my thing, and that, it really is nothing. I, I actually was not really for the Cowboys moving on from Kellen Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, however, um, I understand that like a, a change was necessary. I like that they're kind of making Dak Prescott a little bit uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like it's been long enough. It's kind of rattled that cage a little bit. That's a separate subject. But um, okay, Kellen is still incredibly young, uh, super young, right? Like ridiculously young. Like has a long football future in front of him. Whatever that winds up being, if he does go back to Boise State, I don't know if you've ever met those commenters, but they are. Oh.
2: The Lions <laughs> drafted Kellen Moore. If you don't yeah, remember, uh, I, he did, well they didn't aware. draft him. He was an undrafted uh, king, they, right? Yes. But but
1: still, uh, the Boise State Kellen stains are um are I can't are believe they're still kicking, bunch. right? Um, but anyway, so <laughs> whatever Kellen's future is, it he has a long one in front of him. Yeah. That being said, obviously, if you're a top-tier coordinator in the NFL, whether offensively or defensively, you want to put yourself in a position that can vault you to becoming a head coach in the NFL, right? Like that makes sense. I just don't know why. The, I, like, I I see two sides. Like. Oh, I'm going to connect myself to Justin Herbert. That makes a lot of sense, right? But why would you connect yourself to Brandon Staley? Like, I, I kind of recognize you can kind of run the offense in in LA. Like, you know, Brandon Staley has no real involvement there. Um, but the Chargers are just kind of a sinking ship to me. I, I just, I don't really feel enthralled by that. So, like, I feel like... I mean, I feel like Kellen didn't have a lot of options because of like the way things happen. I don't know if you recall, um, they dismissed him literally like five minutes after the Eagles won the NFC. Um, <laughs> so it was just a weird time. Um,
2: but Kellen Moore in LA just doesn't do it for me. I, I don't know. I I I don't hate it. And and part of it, I think it there there is an addition by subtraction in LA happening with, with Joe Lombardi, right? That was that's fair. That was a disaster there for for certain. And I don't know, I kind of like Pairing a young offensive coordinator with a young quarterback, and um, maybe I mean, in an ideal world, yeah, you're you're bringing in a veteran, a proven offensive coordinator to to get Justin Herbert back on track. But I think those two are are really going to be a little bit more simpatico, maybe because of age, maybe because of other things. But um, I don't know. I I always respected Kellen Moore as an offensive mind, even when he was a you know a third string quarterback in, in Detroit. It was very clear that he was headed on the the kind of coaching pathway. So I, I mean. I'm not, I'm not going to be here and and tell you that I think that the chargers are are going to be a surprise team. I'm, I'm kind of with you that I'm not that high on them, but you never really know with these quarterback pairings with, with an offensive coordinator, how that's going to go. And, and and also I'm also not as down on Brandon Staley as I think a lot of people are. I think, I think he, he stabbed the analytics community in the back last year after they all came to bat for him. But I think he is a, a very smart defensive coach and I think they have enough talent On the defensive side of the ball. So they're going to be a competitive team. I don't, I don't think they're going to like challenge Kansas City for the division or anything like that. But I I just, I I think, I don't think it's the worst landing spot for him, but I I, I can see why you say maybe this isn't the ideal landing spot for Kelmore.
1: The math is just strange. Like I'm not. Yeah. I'm not denying that. Like the the net result is positive, but it's like it's one of those like ridiculous math equations that has like all sorts of variables and parentheses or whatever, and then like the <laughs> final answer is like a like a single digit. It's just kind of like an underwhelming thing to me. That's right. Um. But you know, whatever.
2: Okay. So positive or negative? What do you want to do here? Let's Let's knock out the all the negatives so we can end okay. this thing on a positive. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. No. no. <laughs> Ugh, uh, my answer is Juju Smith-Schuster to the Patriots because, Ooh. and I I want to preface this with saying if this move had happened five years ago, like they had gotten this, you know, former big star wide receiver on the team, everyone would be like, oh my God, the Patriots did it again. The Patriots did it again. We're past that era at this point. This is more like you just went from the Chiefs to the Patriots. That's a tremendous downgrade, especially considering where this Patriots offense was last year. And I understand they they overthrew the, the you know, the entire offensive coaching staff and, and maybe things get back on track. But I look at that supporting cast you got a thirty-year-old Devontae Parker, Hunter Henry, Mike Geseki. I mean, you, you don't have a, you don't have anyone really to detract attention away from you. You have Mac Jones, who is maybe on his last leg in New England. Like there were all those rumblings that maybe they're they're going they're ready to move on from Mac Jones. I think Juju Smith Schuster couldn't have maybe gone to a worse place for him. And I I don't know what the future is for for him right now. It really is amazing. The coaches that Juju has
1: played for: Mike Tomlin, Andy Reid, Bill Belichick.
2: Right.
1: <laughs> like, right. you know. Um, and given like who he is as a personality, um, the TikTok stuff and all that like doesn't bother me. I recognize that if you're a fan of the team he plays for and the team is losing and he's not performing well, it becomes like you know an easy thing for you to attack or whatever. Um, but I'm fine with like him showing his personality, whatever. But yeah, like what was the last like you know? I think we were all Juju was such a weird case because we didn't know what to make of him obviously. And then Antonio Brown, like hated on him for like asking him for help when he was in college. And that was really strange. Like, like again, Juju's just had like a really unique NFL career. Um, and I don't know that we've ever like really believed that he's like an amazing wide receiver. Like, have you ever been like, wow, I really have to have Juju on my fantasy team or like, Ju- like I'm really afraid of Juju when the lions are playing. I'm like, he's just kind of like, he- he's, you know, he- he's, are you a scrubs fan? Uh, I was up to a point. Do you remember? Like, he's like, like what I loved about scrubs was like all the secondary characters were important. Like they sure. weren't, uh, they weren't as as important, obviously, as like the foundational main characters, but like they had
2: their important roles. So I feel like that's who Juju is. He's like a right. really important secondary character. Right. And there's no, there's no primary, right? There's no <laughs> at, at any at anywhere in that Patriots offense. Like that's an offense that maybe it's going to get on the right track eventually, but it's going to be years down the line. And I just don't see Juju being a part of that, right? Like, and he seems to be the kind of that guy that is going to perpetually jump from team to team to team to team because they, he can't be that star guy and maybe that's what he wants. So I don't know, just for him to like, you know, end the season talking all that trash on Twitter and and, and going then to, to a Patriots team that, I don't know, like, I think they're they're what? Where would you put them in the division right now? Third? Third or they're last? They're yeah, last. They're, they're like, yeah, so it's just... I don't know. That's, it It seems like he, I mean, I think he got a decent deal. So good for him, you know, getting paid, but in terms of opportunity, in terms of supporting cast, in terms of team opportunity, I think this is maybe one of the worst places he could have gone.
1: I'm going to play a game um, looking at AFC quarterbacks and you tell me, we're obviously going to skip the obvious ones, but you tell me whether Mac Jones is better or worse than this player. (laughs) Um, Starting quarterbacks, obviously, or or who would you rather have, I guess, Mac Jones or whoever, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. Okay. Uh <laughs> I mean I Anthony Richardson and CJ stratt I think you take the upside, right? Sure. Like on, on the rookies. Yeah. I mean, whatever amalgamation Tennessee produces between Ryan Tannehill and and Will Levis, I guess. I think again you would take the upside of Levis at this point.
2: Maybe. I i might take Mac Jones in that situation, okay. but like that's so, probably it. I'm like uh throw can you pick it at, I'd take Kenny Pickett um Deshaun Watson is a you know nobody's
1: like nobody's like lining up like by all accounts Mac Jones is not a like I know people feel like he's arrogant and things like that but he's not a bad person right uh, at least but no, there's no like supreme evidence of that that I'm aware of if if there is evidence and obviously uh, I retract that but um so Deshaun Watson's a unique thing you're taking Kenny Pickett and Tua Tua would be the only other one
2: right I and mean, I'd still take Tua
3: so like there's there's a
1: like there's a strong argument to be made that like if we're just talking football that they have the worst quarterback situation in the entire conference and and even then like would you rather take mac jones or daniel jones (laughs) oh man that one's actually tough
2: because of the contract too but yeah it's i mean yeah
1: point point is made here
2: yeah
1: yeah like like (laughs) And like look, Juju, Juju got paid to go live in Boston. You know what I mean? Like sure. Not a hard thing. You know right. what I mean? Uh, but I agree. Like, this this didn't make sense for anyone. Um, so you know, the Juju helped the Chiefs win a Super Bowl, drew the, the holding penalty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, so good for him. Uh, but yeah, this was a good pick on your part. So um, thank you, well done. Um, I congratulate you. Um, I guess we have to pick positive ones now. Sure. I think I'm ready to go. I think, Do but it. mine's gonna upset you. Um, Ooh. in a way. All right. Um, well, he apparently did not want to go to Detroit, according to Micah Parsons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, he was on
2: my list here, so I I, I support uh, your choice here.
1: Jalen Ramsey. Um. I I'm still not ready to believe in the dolphins. I'm, f- I'm fine. Like being late to this party, you know, there are parties that I want to be early to, I uh, want to be one of the first ones to arrive. Yeah. I'm super fine being late to the dolphins thing. Like there's a lot there. There's a little bit of proof of concept. I need to see more of it. Yeah. I think we believe in the offense, but if you can add Jalen Ramsey to the secondary um, and, and you already have an advantage of getting to play Mac Jones twice a year. I mean, like <laughs> this, this is, th- this is a strong move from the dolphins. I really respect that. Um, and so I'm, I'm happy to see that. Um, so I actually saw this morning, um, Greg Rosenthal of NFL media and around the NFL that he's doing his projected starter series right now. Uh, and he had a line about the Bills that encapsulates how I feel about them. But I feel the opposite about uh, the Dolphins. The goal the, the first thing he wrote was, if the goal of this Bills offseason was to get Josh Allen more help, Buffalo's effort feels incomplete again, who's been saying that for several months here. But so like Josh Allen's job has gotten more difficult. Josh Allen's the, the best quarterback of the AFCs, right? Yeah. No, like we hate Aaron Rodgers, but like if we're talking who they are today, Josh yeah. Allen is the best. No question. And so he got no help. Oh, here's a rookie tight end. They historically do super well, <laughs> Josh Allen. Here you go. Um, and you have to compete again. Like you can argue their biggest competition in the division is the dolphins. Cause the jets are still, yeah. you know, kind of a, a TBD thing and they added Jalen Ramsey. Like that 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 really strengthens what one of their largest weaknesses was. So I really really think that I, I that was so
2: early in, in yeah. the offseason <laughs> that like it feels like we forgot about right. it. Right. Well yeah, and and let's not forget they added Vic Fangio too, right? Like, that's right. A, a pretty darn important piece to this defensive puzzle that really needed to be fixed, right? That's that's the reason why this team skidded so hard at the end and obviously the, the two injury is is part of that too, but defensively they were a disaster last year. And so getting Jalen Ramsey, getting help to one of the guys who I think remains to be one of the most underrated corners in the league, Xavier Howard, who just had to deal with a rotating cast of characters on the opposite side of him. Now he's got Jalen Ramsey. That's a pretty good one-two punch. And if your offense can continue to be as explosive as it was, that means the, op- the opponents are going to be throwing the ball a lot. And now you got two lockdown corners. I think uh, on, on opposite ends that it's going to help your team a lot. So I he was on my I, I made five. Uh, I had a list of five in case we we needed to go a whole full hour on this alone, and so Jalen Ramsey was on my list too. So I think that again, I'm gonna I'm gonna return the compliment here, RJ. I think you made a good pick here
1: wow we might have to dip deep into that list um we'll of course hear what rachel has to say about this as well rachel remember that i cared about your opinion more than jeremy uh when the time comes uh but who uh in your mind jeremy and your estimation is in the best place to succeed
2: this oh time? man it's got to be javon hargrave um going i thought about that too yeah I that, mean, felt, that felt too chalk so it, not exactly creative is, on your part it is a little chalk but it, it's also the most right answer sometimes sometimes you guys just deserve to get fed the the most correct answer here and and Javon hargrave wasn't in a bad situation in philly right they had a really good deep rotation of defensive linemen but you go from that to the 49ers who have just exactly that eric Armstrong, Nick Bosa, uh Javon kinlaw and i think they have the best defensive line coach in football and chris kosarek so um you know you go from contender to contender you, you if you can't beat him join him in that situation for the 49ers uh Javon hargrave is just when when you see that happen a, a defensive lineman Especially if one of his caliber go to a Forty ers team that is just a machine of developing productive defensive linemen already, uh, you get frustrated. You're like, what? How can the rich continue to get richer like that? Um, but it's it's smart. It's it's the reason why the Forty ers have been competitive for the past half decade. Here is they they continually reload defensive talent, and you really don't see that a lot in in the NFL. Right? It's usually about stirring the offensive drink you know getting getting new fresh bodies in at wide receiver getting new running backs getting new quarterbacks the 49ers are are zagging in a way that that's really interesting and it, it's worked for them obviously you know championships are have been a little bit elusive but if you're constantly making nfc championship games i don't think you're going to complain too much about that strategy
1: i um am a big fan uh, when the team does not rest on their laurels on something when a team does not say like oh we're good here like we don't need to I love when they're like um, like Herb Brooks in the movie Miracle when they're like again more you know what I mean yeah, like just yeah. we need we, we want all of the talented you know interior defensive linemen we want we want all of the problems on one team and we'll kind of figure that out and I I felt sort of that way um just to put it in like through my own lens when the Cowboys drafted CeeDee Lamb. Cause everybody was like, sure. well, you have like Amari Cooper and Michael G- at the time, like, and Michael Gallup, like, why do you need CeeDee Lamb? because, because you can never have enough. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> why, why, why would you ever want to stop adding good things? Um, and so, yeah, it's a bummer that they're, they're really, 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 really good. Um, and that they did that. I mean, like speaking of the Cowboys, like they have thwarted the Cowboys, like because of that, because of that specific skill set. And so I, I love that they're willing to spend. I love that they're unafraid um i hate that they are capable of just like you know finding random dudes to play like they're sam is gonna be one of the best quarterbacks in the nfl this year and it's gonna be like the most frustrating thing in the world to watch. <laughs> and you and i will be upset because it's just not fair yeah um and so the 49ers feel not fair so that was a really good answer um i think we should both do maybe one more positive one sure. like so we can like we, we started off really negative with that there's an i football thing yeah um so i have one that is also gonna upset you if that's okay
2: <laughs> okay go for
1: it um so I'm going to like approach my answers differently in some senses. I think this player is in a position to succeed individually at the yeah. very least. Like, like sure. this player will thrive from a statistical standpoint. I'm not saying this, this winds up or ends in, in a world championship or anything like that, but DJ Moore, I think, you know, the, the yeah. bears made sure no. to ensure that DJ Moore was a part of the trade for the number one overall pick. He finally has an able quarterback felt felt like he arrived at the party a little bit too late in Carolina and never really got, you know, to experience the fun there. Um, and like, who else, (laughs) like who, who, who is taking targets from DJ Moore? You know what I mean? And we know he's a talented wide receiver. We know he's very good. He can benefit from Justin Fields' running ability. He is, I think, one of the more underrated receivers in the NFL. I think he is going to realize for Bears fans what the hype was for Allen Robinson. I don't know if you ever shared this sentiment um, as somebody who hates the Bears, but I always thought it was so dumb that people would be like, free Allen Robinson. He chose them. Like, (laughs) Allen Robinson signed with the Bears in free agency when he left Jacksonville. I, I hate it. If he would be like free allen I was failure i like no, he signed up for that. It wasn't like they drafted him and he was stuck. but anyway, my answer is dJ Moore. I think he's going to throw out. I wouldn't be shocked if dJ Moore like leads the NFL and receiving, but like in a way that like um like when Eddie Royal led the league in receiving. you know what I mean? It was just yeah. like there's there's an enormous amount of volume there, even if it doesn't translate into wins for the Bears as a team
2: I'd push back a little bit there um i, I think I think it was a great move for the bears first of all I, I think I think it's more of a value to the Bears than it is to DJ Moore because this is a run first team. This is a team that put a lot of resources into the run game. They they I know they didn't re-sign uh Montgomery, but they they added I think two two guys in free agency maybe even one through a draft. I don't I don't quite remember but
1: they drafted Roshan Johnson. That's right. <clears throat> <clears throat> right.
2: And I think they did sign two two free agents. Um and so like they you know that that graphic went up this week or last week. You know, the Bears are the only team in, that doesn't have a 4,000-yard passing quarterback in franchise history. So I don't know if DJ Moore is going to see a a, a ton of... He, he, you do bring up the good point that there's not, you know, a, a great amount of other options there. So in terms of target share, he's going to see a pretty heavy percentage there. But in terms of just overall passing game, I'm not sure they're going to be overly reliant on that. And that's still something that Justin Field has to prove, right? He, he's been electric with his feet. He's been one of the most difficult guys to, to corral, but as a passer, he's still kind of unproven. And, and he has a huge arm. We don't know how accurate it is. We don't know how, and, and again, part of that is maybe he just didn't have the tools. And now he has one more tool here. And, and that sort of part of his game is going to develop, but I just don't know that DJ Moore is necessarily go Like I, I, I think maybe top 10 receiver, top one, I think he's just not going to get that many targets because the bears like to run the ball that's fair um
1: but he's like look if, if you have to draft people to finish as number one in receiving the nfl i think he like he's a good value like sure. you know what i'm saying like he's, yeah, in, a, yeah. he's in a potentially solid position yes. for that to happen um okay so i've got my second now you need to round it out
2: yeah i i'm gonna go baker mayfield <laughs> like oh, who Jack. who 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 deserves this sort of opportunity like who looked at baker mayfield and and what he did with Rams and me like he's going to get a starting job next year. Everybody did. I think everybody, (laughs) I I mean, like what has he done to earn it?
1: Nothing. No, but I'm saying like, it felt very predictable. That's my point. Like like, when that happened, it felt like, Oh, like somebody is signing up for this experience next year. Like that's my, that's my only point. I'm I'm with you. I'm not saying like, it's a good idea.
2: (laughs) No, this is the opposite of what you just did, which is it's a bad move for the team, but a good, a great move for the player. I think, I mean, and plus he's got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage, like, that's a pretty decent receiving core. I know those guys are maybe a little bit past their prime, but they're more than capable. And Baker Mayfield just gets to step in there and be like, "Okay, I get one of the best wide receiver trios in the league. That's pretty cool." Because I just came from a mess in the Rams that have just fallen apart, and I've done nothing to earn it. And what the the Buccaneers aren't going to draft a guy until like the third round to to bring in any sort of competition. Like this guy is on the absolute last leg of his career, and this. This affords him an opportunity to maybe like bounce back in some sort of meaningful way. I'm not saying I think he's going to do it, but he couldn't have asked for a better situation to kind of springboard his career back into relevancy because he certainly hasn't earned it.
1: I would say like to like encapsulate your point, like he, you know, um, are you are you a friends fan? I know you like haven't ever seen anything ever. But have you are you have you seen friends? I've seen friends, I'm not a fan of friends. So there's an episode of friends uh where Chandler uh is getting like him and Ross are, are going to some event and so they need to get suits, right? So they, they go to this like suit place. I think they go to Rachel's uh work. And they ha- and she has suits that they at Ralph Lauren like loan out to celebrities for like red carpet premieres, or whatever. Um, and so Chandler tries one on and he's like, this one fits. And he's like, who who last wore this? Like what celebrity wore this to like whatever red carpet event? And she's like, oh, Val Kilmer wore it. He's like, holy crap. Like I have I have Batman suit. Um, and so like the episode winds up getting weird and it's not Batman suit but whatever. But anyway, my point is like, you know, he step he's like stepping into a suit that is like tailor made for <laughs> Val Kilmer at this point. Right. Um, and so. Baker Mayfield is stepping into a suit that was tailor-made for Tom Brady. Right. <laughs> right? right. Like, like Tom Brady, like, designed <laughs> yeah. the Bucks in, like, his image. And so, like, now you get to go be that guy. Like, yeah. so to your point, like, if you, if you have to get a suit that isn't tailor-made for you, like, that's a pretty good one to wind up.
2: <laughs> no question. I, I You know, I, that almost makes me want to watch Friends, but it doesn't.
1: Um, I tried. Um, okay. So we were writing some positivity, but I do think we have to end here and it is a bit of a negative thing. And then we'll do MFWVP and everything. Um, this actually happened before we started recording. Um, we didn't talk about talking about this, um, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Um, so, you know, sorry, Jeremy full well about the suspensions that happening happened in the wake of the NFL's gambling policy being violated by various members of the lions. Um, there was correct me if I'm wrong. One member of the commanders that was involved in that as well at the time. Yep um so adam schefter tweeted out and everybody did um on monday morning um his exact tweet reads after five players were suspended in april the nfl is now investigating a second wave of potential violations of its gambling policy sources tell espn's david purdom so um it does feel like there could be something here like i don't think adam schefter and and this would all be shared if like there
2: wasn't a shoe that was going to drop you know what i mean yeah that's it's it's interesting. It's kind of terrifying, and I don't know. I I read that whole piece from ESPN, and and it's interesting. Kind of lays out like where the the NFL stands with gambling, and and how they've been able to to track these betting slips and 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 by location and, and apps and all that sort of stuff. The thing that I that I find the most interesting though is like the the line that the NFL is 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 feeding everyone, because a lot of people are are intrigued. Like, okay, I understand why you're against betting on nfl games no one wants that it, it it threatens the you know the integrity of the game and all that sort of right, stuff right, right. um but why when you are so entangled with these betting companies are you against players betting on non-nfl games and the the line that they're feeding people is like we want to protect the integrity of the game which again that that doesn't really affect people sitting you know in their hotel room on on an away game betting on saturday night football in, in college football um so that that's the one that's the circle that i'm I'm having a tough time squaring and obviously we don't know what these new set of allegations whether they are betting on nfl games or betting on non-nfl games in nfl facilities um but that's that's i mean they're they're, they're trying to walk a, a a tight line here and i'm not sure they're doing it well and if another set of these suspensions comes down it's it's gonna be a bad look i mean
1: did I tell you my purple pants rule thing I did, right? Mm-hmm. Like if, if your job's like, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. So like, if the rule is you can't bet on, you can't open that app, right? Like, yep. or whatever, like in an NFL facility on an NFL road trip, whatever, like those are the rules, right? Like you, you sign up for this life and, and, and the privileges that come with it. Obviously there are cons as well as pros. Um, and so I get that, um, obviously it's hard to know, like, and, and to judge anything without knowing like what it is to your point. But, um, I do think it's a gray area to some degree uh which is why and like I'm not ever supporting the NFL on the on like anything really because they're the man right <laughs> like cor- corporate greed and like capitalism blah 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 but um but like I do understand why they feel like they can make no exceptions here because right. the the moment it becomes like any kind of loose or whatever like there's so much again like just looking at their position here there's so much money for them to make in the gambling world that the moment that any kind of integrity becomes compromised, the moment it becomes like, well, you know, X player, you know, made a, a single game or same game parlay on whatever in the locker room. It's like, well, how do we know? You know what I mean? Like like the the like the open endedness is is like threatens the again, call it integrity, call it like. Equilibrium, fairness, which is ironic given the way we started this episode, um, but like I get that, I get being worried about that from a business standpoint. The way they seem to be, which is why they're so harsh on this. It would be nice to see them, you know, treat more serious things that we think are more serious um, with that same level of discipline. Uh, but th- this threatens their pocketbooks, which is why they're they're so you know stern about.
2: It. But I, but I think when we talked about this last time, the the conclusion we came with is they need to. Just get rid of game like why why is it okay to gamble in your car but not when you're parked in the facility parking lot right like if so you're you... saying they they should tell like if you're an nfl player you can't gamble on anything yeah it, it... That, w- that would be easier yes. i guess right. to your point yeah i mean it would be, it would be clear to the players because i mean if the second wave comes out and another five ten guys are, are suspended clearly there was a miscommunication problem right like if, if that many people broke those rules you can say purple pants rule you got to learn the rules but but, at some point, the teacher becomes the issue here if that many people violated a rule, and I understand it's a new rule, and there was always probably going to be bumps along the way here but if if you're that worried about, hey, we don't want any sort of bad looks here with gambling, get rid of it completely and players aren't gonna like that. I understand that, and maybe that's part of the pushback is you want to please the players, maybe the n f l p a wants to fight for something like this. I don't know if that's that important to them or not, but um it just to me it doesn't make a lot of sense to. Say you can do, you can do this, but you just can't do it while you're here, especially when it's not like, I mean, obviously you don't want the guys doing it in team meetings, but that becomes a a discipline issue with your own team, not, not a legality issue. So I don't know it to me, it's just this whole will, you know, I guess, I guess I just just don't think it makes sense on an individual level when it comes to um, enforcing this rule only in certain places. It does feel like moving goalposts a little bit. Yeah. Like,
1: and, and so, and that's unfortunate. And so I think we would like to think that if we were NFL players, we we would be like Jalen Ramsey and DJ more like dudes who are getting gassed up and talked about on Monday football Monday. But like, if we were NFL players, like I think a good personal policy would be like, just don't do it. Right. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? Like, um, like, like you're safest if you don't do it. (laughs) Um, so yeah. Um, we'll see. Um, anyway, uh, anything else you want to add? This is like, now is your, your time to say anything. For Rachelle to put into her mathematical formula to compute her uh, overall answer. F- free JMO. Uh wow. Uh <laughs> Rachelle, uh will you please join us? And first of all, Rachel, I hope you had an incredible weekend. Um I hope you had just every single day and every single moment of it was wonderful. Um I hope your morning was great. I hope you had have had, you know you've been hydrated and fed um and i hope you're just feeling
2: swell uh, see, this morning see rj um, rj tries to butter you up here but who's the one that actually had like this long conversation thoughtful conversation before we even went on air rachel who talked about
1: um your 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 hometown <laughs> your city with you and and a musical that is associated with it remember that uh, you know what i mean like that that's all i'll say i care about um, you when no. the cameras aren't on just just saying Rachel. <laughs>
2: uh,
3: <laughs>
1: There. Rachel, there. Uh, first of all um your overall <laughs> thoughts thursday night football player you think is in a good or bad position to succeed coach whatever blah 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 the floor is yours give us all that and then of course MF WP.
3: yes i also want to start saying that i love just the fun conversations that you guys had in the start of the show like talking about like the window seat you know like what's your favorite seat on the flight and how you what's like, yours window seat as well I can, it's really 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 hard for me to sleep on flights and so I have to be like leaning up against the, you know the side of the airplane so window seats for sure and um I had also never heard of a juicy lucy before the you're family.
2: not missing out on much yeah. like it's ignorance is bliss in, in this yeah. instance yeah
1: it's it's really <laughs> yeah. not that great it's like if you like the fact that that's like minnesota's thing is really depressing for minnesota so.
3: yeah yeah so that was a fun fact but uh for my points today my i'll start with my i want to start with the best i think my best is stronger than my worst um and i actually have a player that went to the detroit lions in CJ Gardner-Johnson i think that this was a really really good um off-season move for him i think he's going to be in a place to succeed just in addition to the other offseason moves that they've made addressing the secondary with Emmanuel Mosley. And they also have Cam Sutton, two players that came from very dominant defensive systems also. And so I think that that's going to be a really good place for him to succeed. He's a very like passionate player, a very um, dominant player. He could be like a leader in this secondary room for some of these younger guys. He's just an absolute dog. And I was looking at the Lions, defense from 2022 they definitely need a lot of help like one of the worst defenses finishing 30th against the run in 29th against the pass and so I think that CJ Gardner Johnson who at one point led in interceptions this past season could be a big boost for them in their secondary and so I think that yeah that's going to be mine for today
2: yeah he he rejoins a Aaron Glenn, his his former position coach as well, so yes, former it, Cowboy Aaron
1: Glenn. That's right, former that's right. Texas Aggie too. But that's, so, I mean,
2: yeah. to to rejoin him in a contract, like it's a it's a one short year, one year deal. It could it could you know he yeah. could really get paid next off season too. So I think that's a that's a smart choice there.
3: Yeah. So that was my best, my worst. I could see this going really well or panning out really really bad. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. to the Ravens. I could see that. You know, I want to see him arrive because that's my team. But at the same time, uh, just knowing that he's reached a thousand receiving yards so many previous seasons, like I think five or six times, looking at the Ravens offense with Lamar being a mobile threat, um, similar to how Jeremy was talking about, like, target shares, uh, they already have Mark Andrews, who we know, like, leads. You know, that's Lamar Jackson's number one guy. And then he also just got Zay Flowers. And so I could see it going well, but at the same time, although Beckham Jr., just the star that he is, if he doesn't get enough shares, I could see him getting very frustrated, being very much of a diva. And so that might not be the best place for him to succeed. So that would be the worst. So yeah. Um, And then based on you guys' points today, I really, really loved the point about Juju Smith-Schuster to the Patriots. I'm not a fan of him. I'm sorry. And I think part of it is because of the antics that he always, he's just a, He's just too much of a flashy, the offseason TikTok, everything to me is a little bit much. So I just personally am not a fan of him. So that'll be interesting to see how he is with the Patriots. Um, I think that the Ramsey to the Dolphins was a really, really strong one as well. Um, and I also had Javon Hargrave to the 49ers. So mm-hmm. that was my number one. But you know, I had to find something else. But based off today, uh, wide receiver, DJ Moore to the Bears was very strong. And I thought that Kellen Moore to the Chargers was actually kind of interesting. And so, based off of just every single one that I've liked today, I'm gonna give it to RJ because I liked all three. I did the Baker Mayfield to um where did he go?
1: Bucks. Where? to the bucks. the bucks
3: Tampa Bay. I was like, okay, yeah, sure. But I really like to get all too cute <laughs> Played with fire. He, he bit into the juicy Lucy
1: and didn't let the cheese inside cool. And he burned his tongue. Oh. Um, I, uh, I want to thank Rachel, uh, first and foremost, because she's the best. Um, I, uh, I want to thank Jeremy for putting up a strong fight, um, in a losing effort, I might add, uh, because I want, um, I want to thank Jalen Ramsey and I want to thank DJ Moore And I, even to a lesser degree, because I, don't love the move. Want to thank Kellen more. Um, I, um, I just yeah. want to use my platform that I've been given here. My, you know, the teleprompter is telling me my time's running up uh, to say NFL <laughs> um, don't make Thursday night football available for flex scheduling. We don't want that. Uh, nobody wants that. No human being does. Uh, that doesn't work. At uh, yeah. I don't know what Amazon's physical address is, but um, you know, we, we all are a fan of Amazon. Uh, the rings of power was a great series, but still leave Thursday night football alone. We don't want to see this. So that's my take. Wow.
2: We can all agree on that.
1: That was really special, right? That was a really yeah. just great moment for the show, uh, for all of us. It was. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, let's leave on this note. Jeremy, I think I've asked you this before, but give us something that you promised to eat.
2: Actually, that you promised to cook and eat this Ooh, week. Ooh, to promise to cook and eat this week. Mm-hmm. I've, mm-hmm. Been, uh, I've been craving some jambalaya. I've, I've made jambalaya once or twice before, and I haven't had in a while. So maybe, maybe we'll go some jambalaya this week.
1: Look at that. We learned all about you lived in L.A. for nine years. I didn't true. know that. You know, yeah. uh, big Jambalaya fan. Rachel. just so you know, one time when Stephen produced the show, yeah. I did ask Jeremy that question. He said lasagna. And I said, OK, Jeremy, please send us pictures. He did. So if he doesn't send us pictures <laughs> oh. of the Jambalaya, it means he likes you less than Stephen. Because he made
2: it a point wow. to send oh! Stephen pictures. So if really? you don't get pictures of Jambalaya this week. All right. Yeah.
3: You need pictures. Just so Done. You know. yeah. <laughs> I, did, I just did
2: do a grocery run. And I did not include sausages, so I gotta go back. I gotta go back. I'll do it. That's, go the, back. That's, that's the, the kind the of devotion I have to this show.
1: Like we said oh, terrible yes. feelings when you gotta use the bathroom on the plane, you gotta get everyone, you know, to get out of your way. Another te- terrible feeling is like, ugh,
2: I didn't get one of the
1: important things at the grocery store. You know what I mean? So, wow. Um, shout out to Baltimore and to Jeremy and to Jambalaya.